or more, let's go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Chris Easterling covering the Browns for the Akron Beacon Journal. Joining us here on 92.3 The Fan. Chris, thanks for giving us a few minutes. How you been? Yeah, you there? Oh, hey, what's up, man? Sorry. <laughs> Not too bad. Not too bad. How you been? I'm good. Are you on threads or no? Uh, I am. Do you like it I over there? I basically just duplicate what I put on Twitter. See, is that okay? I feel like I might end up doing that. That might be all right, right? Like you just kind of just copy and paste and just put them in both spots? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, why, why, why do double the work? You know, just, uh, you know, plagiarize yourself. <laughs> that's what it is. That's the hard part is I feel like I'm copying myself, and that in turn would feel a little bit wrong for some reason. Uh, but I have seen that you are out and you're doing some training camp previews before I get to some other thoughts on the Browns. You, you, you tackled the wide receiver issue. What, what, what do you think about this wide receiver group? Mike Clay had us at 21st. I don't think that's anywhere close to accurate, Chris, but I'm not sure where they fall in line. What do you make of the Browns receivers this year? Um, I'm trying to, you know, in terms of potential, I think there's a, there's a lot of it there. You know, I'm just thinking, in, you know, in the AFC North alone, where, where, where we, I mean, obviously Cincinnati's one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's obvious. It's like, okay, but. I would, I would still think, is Pittsburgh is two Pitt- in that scenario? See, I keep going back and forth because, yeah, you have Pickens and, you know, you you, you have Deontay Johnson. And, yeah, I mean, you got guys in Pittsburgh that, that are, are great, but, you know, if, if Cooper is, is Cooper and, and if, you know, Elijah Moore is what the Browns think he can be, and and Marquise Goodwin provides you that you know that deep threat that they think he can he can provide, and you know and Donovan takes another step forward like he like he did I thought the second half of last season. That's a pretty solid and deep receiving core. That you know, you got guys can do a little bit of everything. You've you've got that number one with Amari. You've got that kind of jack of all trades with with Elijah. I mean, you, you've got everything you you kind of need there. I think potentially it could be the second best receiving core in the AFC North. But again, potential and uh, four dollars and so can get you uh, can get you <laughs> something at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, I mean, so I I gotta see it to, to fully believe in it, but. 25th that seems 21st 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 that 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 seems a touch low like like who did he i i i I looked at i glanced at the list i i but but like who are some of the teams like right in front of them i would have put him maybe 15th like going into the season maybe in the in the the league just because that you know you know you got to see it and everything but but I, you know, I think it's a pretty good group. I well, mean, it's a good enough group that that's the that's the place where I really think there's there's going to be some interesting decisions that are going to have to be made come August 29th as to you know who who actually sticks and because I think there's five locks. I, I you know I think the four we mentioned and said Tillman are locks to make the team. You're obviously going to carry a six, but is it? Grant or or um, on uh, Darden because of what they provide you in the return game. Obviously, I can't imagine they'd cut David Bell after just one year. But yeah, that'd be impossible. Yeah, but at the same time, 
it's sort of a Rob Peter to pay Paul thing because you look around across this roster and it's like, okay, so if you keep David Bell, who aren't you keeping maybe at another spot where, you know, there, there, there's some, you know, there's some tough decisions to be made. So I'm going to be fascinated to, to see how that, how that, that kind of shakes out by, you know, by the time we get to, uh, you know, a month and a half from now. Yeah, Chris, does it feel like they just gave Deshaun Watson a bunch of different options and said, hey, at, at some point you'll figure out which one is your Baker Mayfield to Richard Hollywood Higgins, right? Where you're at the end of it, which one you got just a great actual connection with? Right. It's like, you know, you, you sort of the, you just throw enough against the wall, you see what sticks, but at the same time, you know, you give them enough, enough talented pieces if he's the Deshaun Watson, they expect him to be, and they need him to be for this to be what what I think Browns fans want it to be, which is a, a not just a playoff contender but a playoff team. Then he's going to make a connection. I thought I really thought you started to see a connection develop between him and and Donovan last year. Mm-hmm. You know, think think back to the Washington game, and 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 there was like a two play sequence there in the second half it, it, um, where. He they're down near the goal line. See if you remember this this sequence. Mm-hmm. He throws the pass to Donovan. They were in the red zone at least, maybe not right near the goal line, but he throws the pass to Donovan and Donovan drops it. Yeah, and goes right back to him, and they get the touchdown that kind of breaks the game open. You know, and, and that's so that shows the kind of trust I think that a quarter you, you want to see the court that I don't think we saw a lot of between Deshaun. And even like a guy like Amari last year, obviously because Amari was going through his injuries by the time Deshaun came back off suspension. So, I, you know, I, I think there's a real potential. You see Amari working out with, with Deshaun in, uh, on some videos out on, on social media. So I, I think that I think there's a couple of guys there that we're going to see, you know, we're going to see Deshaun kind of, kind of rely on and, and guys who could have really big years in that room. Yeah, the play you're talking about, it was the 13-yard pass. I remember it very well. It was just it was just a caught him right in the middle basically is all it was. But basically you, like a crossing pattern yeah. like if I can if I can remember correctly. I mean, but it, it was like that's a, that's a quarterback who, you know, that was his fifth start uh, with the Browns, so that in five starts Getting that, you know, getting that confidence with with a with a guy in Donovan, who I think that showed Donovan also that hey, you know, you we're we're starting to we're starting to to see the Donovan Peoples Jones that so many people have talked about for so long. I mean, uh, dating back to you know Urban talking about him, you know, as a as a recruit and while he was at Michigan. So, uh, you know, yeah, I think. Uh, you know, I, I think I said it before, maybe on your show. I really think he's a kid that's sitting on a big year, and I, I think that's something we saw late. Mm-hmm. Is you know, something you can, if it does happen, is something you can go back to and point to and say that's where it sort of started. What's, that, you know, yeah, and Chris, what's fascinating is that so many people have they've just fawned over the Elijah Moore connection that we saw you know a month ago. But Donovan Peoples Jones, as you mentioned, like he had his unquestionably the best game he had all year was that eight catches, 114-yard game, and he did. He looked his best with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and, 
you know, the, the thing about it, and this is no knock against anybody else in this receiving room because I, I you know, um, I, I think Amari can make, you know, contested catches. I, I think, you know, uh, you know, Elijah, you know, thinking back to some of the plays he made while he was at Ole Miss, you know, can make some, but that's what Donovan thrives in is those, those big time catches you just have to make to keep drives them live and, and move the chains and, Donovan just loves making those type of catches, and and I I think that's that's something that really you know that that's going to give you know Deshaun that confidence that I know I can go to this guy because I know if even if he's in coverage, even if it's a really tight window, I'm going to be able to get. It. I, he's he's going to he may not catch them all, but he's going to catch a large percentage of those. Chris, is the fact that Dalvin Cook that he hasn't been signed. He wanted, you know, top-tier running back money from the Dolphins. Dolphins gave him an offer. It was not top-tier running back money. The fact that he hasn't been signed, does that give you hope that maybe maybe down the road Nick Chubb might be able to take a, a hometown discount because the value for running backs and the money just isn't there the way that it once was? Uh, it's certainly interesting, but, it, I mean, you you would hope. I, I was reading something on, on, the, uh, on the running back, you know, contract stuff. I, I don't. I can't think. I think it might have been on the Ringer or something. You know, either the Ringer or the Athletic or something. Not to plug another outlet or nothing. But oh, you're fine. But but it was talking about and it was talking about the contract Chubb's currently on, and says sort of that's sort of the model. If you're one of these top tier running backs, that's kind of the, the the model contract you should be looking for. You you, you get you get a decent you, you know you get you, you get decent money. But it's also on short enough term, and it's team friendly enough that you know it, it, it works out for all parties. Now, you know, obviously, you know, Nick's Nick's obviously the most team first guy. You know, one of the most team first guys I've ever met, at least in everything he says and his actions and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my question is, is you know. Let's say he goes out and has a huge year. Let's say he finally gets that rushing title. He's come close to the you know the last couple of years. You know, the question is 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 there a, what do the Browns do because the guaranteed money is off the books pretty much for him after this year. So mm-hmm. is is that where I mean you've got so many you've got so many big deals and you know the Watson money and and everything. Do you you know do you do the 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 thing where look yes uh, Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the game no question asked but running backs I mean look we've we've quarter we've we've sort of worn the the tread off these tires or as much of the tread off these tires as you know you know we're we're willing to to risk let's say thanks. We really appreciate it, and try to find somebody, somebody else. Or do you go look? He's never run. He's never had average more than like eighteen carries a game, in any any season in Cleveland. He, you know, there's a couple of years where yeah, he had injuries, so he, you know, there's not quite as much tread off the tires, mm-hmm. if, if you will. I mean, even at Georgia, he was always part of backfields that were. Multi-pronged. With, oh yeah, Sony you know, Michelle, Todd Gurley. Sony, yeah, yeah. I mean, he always played with. He was never really. I mean, he was, but he wasn't 
necessarily always the the bell cow. So do you say, look, you know, we can get a couple more years out of him. You know, that to me, that's one of the more fascinating decisions that we're going to be talking about in whenever this season does come to an end and decisions have to be made about contracts, you know, and how you kind of massage the cap and, and deal with some of the, the financial issues that are going to eventually hit this team is Nick Chubb because, especially because of the position, he's a tr- an obvious superstar, mm-hmm. but he's an obvious superstar in a position that is clearly not clearly not one that you necessarily, you know, you necessarily need an elite back there, especially, and and this is another variable, and I, I don't mean to get long winded on this answer, but let's say Deshaun breaks out this year and does. Do, we see the Deshaun close to what we what the Browns hoped for when they traded for him, the nineteen twenty version of him. Yeah. Do you need if you have that elite tier quarterback? Do you need that elite tier running back necessarily? Because your offense is going to be predicated on, you know, your offense is going to be centered around that quarterback. Can you, you know? Jerome Ford and bring in, bring in whatever you know. Mm-hmm. Bring in a young guy, another you know, draft a draft a young guy in the the third round next year, or you know, bring in a guy who you know another team, uh, another team's bring in another team's cast off this year after after cut down day. Kind of have him on the roster behind Nick and Jerome, and say, okay, well next year, or you know, when we do finally move on from Nick. You know, kind of do you know? It's kind of what the Eagles are doing. You know, I mean, they they Miles Sanders was great for them, and they and said, they just bring in Swift, and then they call it a day. Yeah, 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 exactly. Huh, interesting. Uh, hey, Chris, uh, last one, and then we'll get you out of here. Miles Garrett, you know, new defensive coordinator with Jim Schwartz. He he has what I believe to be the best defensive line he's had in his time in Cleveland. You know, playing alongside Olivier Vernon was nice, and Jadavion Clowney was nice, but. Between Oboe, between Tomlinson, between Zadarius Smith, I just think it's a really solid defensive line. Have we seen the very best of Miles, or is the best yet to come this year? I think this is a year we this is a year we should expect to see the best of Miles Garrett, or start to really see the best. I don't think we've seen the best of Miles Garrett yet, because it always seems like even when Miles has the last two years, obviously statistically, I mean he set franchise records with sacks, but. You know, last year he had again a, a terrible defensive tackle situation next to him, and Jadavian in and out of the lineup. You know, he battled the injury. You know, twenty one. You know, it wasn't necessarily always great. Twenty, there was the COVID. You know, so I, I think we have a chance to really see a. Uh, we have a chance to see a level Miles Garrett that I think really. You, 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 it's going to be jaw dropping if if he if he plays to that level in this system because I think it's going to it has a chance to between the system and and the the other guys along that line has a chance to really allow him to kind of unleash the freak in him you know the you know the, you always hear about i mean the evaluators the guys who scouted him you know even at a and the you know they, they talk about never seen such a freak athlete i mean he's one of the most freakish athletes they've ever seen 
I think this has a chance to, I think this has a chance to really, you know, let the, that, that talent and the, that potential out and a level of miles Garrett that, that, that is going to be incredible to watch. Chris, we'll check you out uh, as we always do. Akron beacon journal. Thank you for being generous with your time and appreciate the insight. Thank you, Chris. Have a good night. Hey, you too. Thanks. All right, good stuff right there with Chris Easterling of the Akron Beacon Journal. I think it's fascinating. Uh, the Miles Garrett discussion is something that I just I I know he's got like Chris says jaw dropping. I know he's got that. Last year he was doubled up more than any other player in the NFL. Thirty percent of the time he was doubled up. That was more than anybody else. It's amazing when you look and see that he can have back-to-back 16-sack seasons while also getting more heat on him than any other player. It's like, well, why is he better than T.J. Watt? Well, there's your answer. You know, why is he better than Michael Parsons? There's your answer. The amount of things that he's able to do that some of these other players just don't have to go through, I think it's going to be so opened up this year based off of that defensive line. I am expecting a big-time season for Miles Garrett. I really am. No excuses.